Hey, Ohio Realtors, register now for the 2022 convention. We're back in Cleveland from September 18th through the 21st for this year's jam-packed event. Featuring 20 and a half hours of CE, nationally known speakers, awards receptions, networking, and the always popular RPAC YPN event hosted at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Don't miss out. Register now by visiting ohiorealtors.org forward slash convention. Welcome to the Real View podcast, where Ohio Realtors connect you to innovators and influencers, keeping you with the real view of real estate. Whether you're a broker, agent, first-time homebuyer, industry leader, or just happen to stumble upon our podcast today, you can expect to hear tips, tools, tricks, interesting information, and so much more from the experts in Ohio's real estate game. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to The Real View Podcast. I'm your host, Allison Wiley. Joining me today, our very special guest. We are just a few weeks from our annual convention, September 18th through 21st in Cleveland, Ohio. And who better to join us than Scott Daly, who will be our keynote speaker at the Grand Session on Monday afternoon, September 19th. He is the director of training at Focus 3, that is an Ohio-based advisory firm. He's a Navy SEALs veteran, and like I mentioned before, will be present, um, giving us our keynote presentation at our grand session at convention. Scott, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah, super excited to, to have you on today. He's going to be giving us a little preview into what he's talking about during that grand session. You aren't going to get all of the tidbits that Scott is going to share at convention, but you will get a little bit of insight into um, his mindset, which is the our factor mindset. We're going to get into that in just a minute. But before we do, Scott, I have to ask our signature question that we ask all of the guests who join me on the Real View podcast, which is since the show is called The Real View, I want to know what is the best view that you've ever seen? The best view. So while overseas, I got to spend some time in the Arctic Circle. And uh, while up there, I, I had the opportunity to tell my Norwegian counterparts to stop the van, stop the van. And they said, why? And I got out of the van because I got to look up and see the Northern Lights from underneath the Northern Lights. So the entire sky is green and blues and it's moving. Absolutely one of the most breathtaking things I've ever seen. So would you say that's like a bucket list thing? Because I know that's on a lot of people's bucket lists. You think it's it's correct for being on many people's bucket lists? <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, the view is amazing. The people there are outstanding. So it's just what a great culture, great place to be. But also a unique thing that not many people get to kind of check off that list, but Absolutely. it was very, very worth, worth the trip. Absolutely. Good. So keep it on your bucket list. If, if you have it on there, it's worth it. Um, okay. So you mentioned, you know, a little bit about your service um, in the Navy SEALs and, but I want to hear a little bit more about you, your story. I know I, we've chatted previously and I'm sure you're going to tell all of our attendees at convention too, but I want to hear about you and, and where you got to where you are today. Well, I uh, grew up in Western Ohio, near Dayton, Springfield area, out in the farmland. So I grew up there, played sports most of my life and ended up uh, in high school breaking my neck and, and freestyle wrestling. So, so lost all my college scholarships. So many people would have that moment to say, hey, this is a, a downturn. And of course, I'll have to admit, I had a momentary pity party on, on how things were going. 
But uh, I had already been accepted to Ohio State, so I committed to that. And, I, and I, I graduated from Ohio State and got my dream job of selling vacuums door to door. I really think that, not that there's no pun intended, that job sucked. <laughs> but the idea is that I did that for a while. And I learned a lot, actually, believe it or not. Uh, resilience, a lot of sales techniques and tactics and things that, that really benefited me throughout my life. Ended up getting hired by ADP, the payroll company, for about four years until 9-11 happened, at, at which point I quit my job, enlisted in the Navy, and, and kind of made that jump. So I joined the Navy, uh, graduated SEAL training, and I went on to SEAL Team 4, where I got to do three different deployments. So a couple times to Iraq, I did yeah, Af- Africa, the Arctic Circle, Panama, some other interesting places. But at the end, I actually became an instructor. I did high-risk training. So I trained people in breaking and entering. So I'm really good at picking locks, getting into things I'm not supposed to exceptionally marketable skills when you come out of the military. Apparently everybody's <laughs> hiring thieves. Uh, so, so after, after that time frame, uh, I, I kind of came to the end of 11 and a half years and my wife and I decided we were going to move back to Ohio. So we had one son at that time and we moved back here to New Albany. So we're here in New Albany, Ohio. I had worked for a couple different companies, mostly uh, Raytheon was a, a large piece of that time frame, uh, a company that worked with them. And then I met Tim Kite, the founder of Focus 3. And, and so I had met him on a flight from Columbus to San Diego. It was one of those kind of serendipitous moments wow. where you go, wow, how do you ran into this person? And, and Tim and I spoke the whole flight. It was from Columbus to San Diego. We, we talked the whole way, probably annoying everybody in all the other seats. <laughs> Sorry for all of you who were on that flight. But at the end, he said, I'd be a good fit for Focus 3. And I was like, yeah, I never really considered being an organizational development, a, a coach or, or a trainer like that. But I went and saw Tim speak and I was just absolutely floored by the simplicity of the message, the applicability, and also the fact that it's something I believed in. And so I've been working with Focus 3 now for the past eight years, and it's been fantastic. Yeah. And, and it's kind of led you to us and into being our keynote at convention, which we're super excited to, to have you at. And you're going to be talking about the R-factor mindset. So I want to know, what is this mindset? How did you concept it? How did you create it? And why is it so important? Yeah, so I'm going to give credit where credit's due. This is this is Tim Kite's brainchild. I, I'm lucky enough to be a part of it. But and I asked him this that, that very question you're asking me, and I says like, how did you write and come up with all this content? He said, well, why well, didn't invent E plus R equals O? That's part of the R factor. But he put the toolbox behind it, and and I asked him, well, how did you do that? And he said, well, I, I just three years and years of research. He's been doing this for 40 years. He said, I took the things that I found that were foundational truths that are out there in life that we understand. And I said, well, what do you do with that? Because I, I put them into a system and the systematic approach to navigating behavior. But what I love about it is this, this systematic mindset, this approach to dealing with just the events of life, events at home, events at work, events as a parent, which I just got back from vacation. There's lots of parenting events that come up. And so it just gives you a toolbox to really take a moment and be the best version of yourself. It's not not the, the cure-all for all ills. However, the mindset when applied, it's been exceptionally successful in athletics. We're in over 140 school districts, so we're having a high impact in academics. And then we work with a lot of large organizations and businesses throughout the state of Ohio and around the country, actually around the world now. So yeah, so the mindset is really a, a way to frame the challenges that you face in a way that you bring the best version of you forward. And it's kind of all about that R, right? I mean, we talk about the E and the O, but like 
that R is kind of like the big focus here. Tell us a little bit more about that. What is the R for maybe our listeners who who aren't aware and why is that R so critical um, in our day-to-day lives? Absolutely. Uh, the R is in the R factor is how you respond. It's that we all have events that we have in our lives and outcomes that we need to produce. And the only key variable that we get to really control is how we respond. And typically when we look at the mistakes we've made, it's like I either responded too quickly, I responded too slowly, I, I didn't respond elevated enough for the situation, or maybe I was too much, I was over the top. And so the idea of the R factor is, is how do I navigate that response to those events? I don't control events. And we talk about the R factor mindset. I don't control events. I do control how I choose to respond. And we say, if you look at that mindset, it really changes the way you process things. I have a choice. I get to make choices, even though they're not always fun choices and they're not always going to give us a feel good. There's still a disciplined thing we can do. And so I just want people to understand that no matter what you're facing in life, whether it's good, bad or indifferent, is there is a disciplined response available to you. You just have to find it. And I think what's so cool about it is, you know, when we think about events that happen, so much of it is out of our control. But the cool thing about that R is that that's what we can control. And that can kind of be our calm, you know, within the storm is knowing that, hey, yes, I can't control that X event happened or X is happening to me, right? But what I can do is really focus on my mind and how I want to react to this situation, which I think for someone like me, who I love being in control, it gives me a lot of peace of mind and calmness in the fact that like, it's okay, I can do whatever I want with what's happening in my life, right? It's it's that decision and the outcomes that we're getting in our lives are just reflections. They're reflections of the quality of our response. And sometimes we can look back and many of us can look at the situation we're in or we have been in and said, wow, I didn't get the outcome I wanted. And you look back and go, did I do the right thing? Did I do what was the best, the best version of myself? And even as a parent, and I'll just take this away from the business side of things, there's times as a parent, we don't respond ideally to our children. And we look back at that and say, could I have done better? Yeah. And I think that people who are really good at this R factor mindset, managing R factor is they're willing to go, you know what? I'm going to correct that. And to pull a, I have a five-year-old and a 12-year-old to pull them aside and say, you know what? I was wrong. I was like, I could have done this better. And you start to really change your behavior. I think it's not a quick fix. And people ask me all the time, how long is it going to take us to get better? And I look at them. I said, well, how long did it take you to get messed up? Mm. The reality is there, there is no correct answer to that. It's, it's a process and it's a journey. And I think one of the most appealing things to me about working for Focus 3 and, and teaching our factories, it's a journey. It's been a little bit better tomorrow than I was today, a little bit better today than I was yesterday. And it's just a journey of, of continual improvement. And no matter how old you are, how young you are, how, how much experience you have or lack of experience in, in the work world, I can improve my response. I have the ability to get better. And it's a question of applying some tools. Mm-hmm. And we're going to hear a lot about kind of those tools and, and um, how people can really be, become masters at this R-Factor Mindset at Convention. Is there maybe one or two you can share with us um, here on today's episode of, of some tools or tips or, or what you've seen people who are really successful at this? What do they do and what does that look like? I think the most successful people master that first step that we talk about in R-Factor about pausing. It's just the ability to slow down and evaluate the situation. We just have a tendency, especially in today's world where technology is moving faster than we can keep up, that the world is moving very quickly. The ability to see things clearly, to provide clarity in the situation, it's massively impactful. And and I'm not perfect. I've been teaching this for eight years. I was a SEAL for 11 and a half years of active duty. 
And I still have moments where the moment gets me and I missed something. And, and I think my favorite example I can give to anybody is anybody who's listening to this podcast, I know you've sent one email that said, see attachment, and there was no attachment. What a great example of, I just didn't pause to think I was in such a rush. And, and it's the idea that if I can access, just pause, just slow down for a moment, clearly see the world around me. How many decisions would I make that were better, that were smarter decisions, that were just more impactful? Yeah. And it's hard, you know, like you said, in this world where so much is thrown at us and, and we're going, going, going nonstop at a hundred miles an hour, you know, from the moment we wake up to when our head hits the pillow, um, you know, at the end of the day, but you're right. Just taking that time to pause and, and really think and review can have, you know, massive changes on, on your life and, and the outcomes, you know, that come out of it. Um, and one of the things you talk about too is how, and, and maybe you're going to talk about this during the pr presentation at convention, but you also talk about how you can train other people around you to focus on this and work on this and, and how you can train your team members, staff members, things like that to manage the R. What is some advice that you have for maybe people that manage teams or, or work with staff into how they can get their um, employees better at this? And then what does that look like when, um, you know, you have staff functioning um, at this high level when it comes to this mindset? I think one of the keys with, with an organization is language. Language precedes a lot of things. So do we have a common language that we can talk about those challenges? And, and great leaders that we've worked with both in bigger corporations and even smaller corporations is the ability to have a common language to talk about behavior. And, and people will hear me talk about this at convention when I say behavior is the one thing that affects everything. And if we have a common language to talk about it, that's such a powerful tool to say. If, if I look at the team and say, let's pause here for a minute. How powerful is it to tell the entire team, someone or myself lacks clarity on what we're doing. Let's take a moment and clarify what we're doing so we can all be aligned because alignment's key. The best part about this language and the R-Factor mindset in a team environment is to align people for purpose, get us all going the same direction. I think that's one of the most important things leaders can do is to to create that that toolbox for everybody to access. Yeah, and it really starts with, like you said, kind of leading from example. You know, when when the leaders are embodying this and the leaders are the ones saying, okay, no, we're gonna pause, you know, that kind of really helps create that culture of, of what you want to see in your business. This episode of The Real View is brought to you by the Ohio Association of Community Colleges. Ohio's network of community colleges provides accessible training that accommodates the busy lifestyles of aspiring real estate professionals at half the price of a traditional university. With convenient locations in every part of the state, as well as online options, Ohio's community colleges are your smart choice for pre-licensing education. For more details or to start the journey to a real estate career, visit the education page at ohiorealtors.org and then click on the pre-licensed course locations. And have you seen a lot of companies and, and successful businesses really change um, their performance into for the better because of practicing this? And kind of what advice would you have for those team leaders and, and things like that on encouraging people to change their mindset? I think the, the most successful organizations using our tools and, and any tool for, for that sake are those that have a champion and someone that believes in it and drives it. Because much like, a, a, I'm not how familiar everybody is with a flywheel, but the idea of flywheel is a big, heavy wheel. It takes a lot of energy to get it moving. But once it's moving, 
Now I just have to keep putting inputs in. And that's part of a leader's job is to get the culture, get the behavior of people going in the same direction. And it's heavy lifting. I'm not going to fib to anybody. The reality is you're going to have to push really hard to get it going. But once that, that culture is moving, we just keep putting inputs in, a little bit of energy. And I think that's going to be the key. The successful leaders that, that have used this toolbox to help their team succeed have constantly put energy into it. Just keep driving that. Just a little bit of culture, a little bit of behavior, and, and they continually input into that. And one of the keys, I think back to the time in the SEAL teams, is, is that clarity of mission, clarity of what we're doing. Why are we here? Does everybody know from big picture of why we're doing things, which is the 10,000 foot view? And then can I zoom down into what are each person responsible for? And if I'm a leader, I could use R factor to really zoom out and zoom in for them. Hey, give them the big picture and let them know what their piece of it is and how I expect them to navigate it. That's where leadership really kind of thrives with the R factors. So let me explain to you what discipline looks like in our organization. Yeah, no, I love that. The fact that like, let's make sure we're all on the same page as to what we're doing here, right? Because I think we can like go about life and, and you know, we just talked about how busy we are and how, you know, at crazy mile an hour we run every day, but just making sure we boil it down. to like, why are we here? Like, what are we doing? Like, that's like so important. And it's a great way to just start and also think about, you know, when you get so caught up in the day to day rush of life, I think that's a great kind of way to bring it all back in and bring it back down to earth is like, why are we here? What are we doing? You know, and to make sure that that is clear, I think is like really important for leaders to to ensure on their staff as well. You just got to remember that mediocrity thrives in ambiguity. When I don't know what's going on, I'm not sure what I should be doing. We tend to just kind of meander a little bit. And I think that that clarity, a toolbox, a system, language, when you put it all together, you have a culture of people who are high performing and they're all challenging. Uh, One of the posts I put out today was about you need people. I talked about having a swim buddy. And it was one of my comments on, on LinkedIn. And I said, you know, Swim buddies, this phrase in the SEAL teams, you always have your swim buddy next to you. You're responsible for each other and you get punished together too, FYI. <laughs> but the idea that you win with people, we all need each other and, and have that person that you, is of high character and you be of high character and you can rely on each other. And that's behavior. That's the key to success. Yeah, I love that idea of always having a buddy, having someone with you, you know, that keeps you accountable too. The I think that accountability piece is is important too. How do you follow up, you know, as you're teaching this and making sure that, you know, it is a part of everyday life? What have you seen as good ways to follow up with this behavior? I know you talked a little bit about living it every day, making sure that, but how do you follow up and really make sure that, um, you know, this is something that's being practiced on a day-to-day basis? Maybe how do you check in with not only those that you're managing or around, but also with yourself? So I'll do that. That's a two-part answer. So the first one is is how we apply it with in an organization. And so we ask them to do application. And we say, what are the big things that you're dealing with? And every company's got them. I have a client that is in financial services that they have new technology that they're bringing on. How many companies have that going on? New technology. And so they said, well, that's a big event. How are people responding to it currently? And is that ideal? And so we just walk and talk through applying E plus R equals O in their real environment say, what does discipline look like? And when you have that conversation, what I've discovered is leaders who have these conversations are amazed at how much people can solve their own problems. And so what you're really doing is equipping your team and yourself to solve problems at the lowest level, because that's where the real power happens. Is when people start solving problems that they that is in, within their scope, uh, it just it engages the whole team. And then on a personal level, I, I think I, I teach this so much for me personally, I, I constantly will read something and it will flash in my mind where I mismanaged. 
I mismanaged a, a moment. I maybe I failed to step up to something that I, that I should have stepped up to. Maybe I, I kind of had the wrong mindset about something, or I came about uh, about something the wrong way. And then I think about adjustments. Where is it I haven't been making change that I need to? And I'm not perfect at change. I don't know many people who are, but change is a question of how I view it. Is it a problem or is it something that's a benefit for me? And so I think as I go through it, I continually look at the different events I deal with. I pause, take a minute and go, could I have done it better? Yeah. And I love too, like the reflection and saying, you know what? Yeah. You know, I didn't handle that the best. And and I think like you mentioned in the example of, you know, parenting your children is not only recognizing that, that you didn't handle that situation well, but then going back to that person or, or whatever it is and saying, you know, yeah, I messed up. You know, I wasn't the greatest at this. This was my bad. I want to do better. I think that is in the importance of reflection, like the admittance and owning it. And then, you know, saying, telling that person or say, talking to whatever had upset you and letting them know, like, I should have been better at that. I think that that is another, you know, really cool step of this too, that can show really great results. Yeah. It's about making a difference to the people around you, whether they're clients of yours, you know, family members of yours or friends of yours. It's this alignment of your attitude, actions, and words that really gives you integrity. And it means you're someone who can be trusted and that you create an experience for people. You're in, and I'll, you'll hear this in the sessions. I'll say your response is an event for other people. What kind of events are you creating? Are you creating a place where people want to work with you on a professional level? Are you creating events where people want to be around you socially? And, and I look back at it and say, it's about creating a great experience for other people. That's part of our factors. How do I manage my behavior, not only to deal with my situation, but to create a great experience for other people? That is so important, I think. I want to like just take a minute to let that sink in because that's so cool and something maybe you don't even realize, right? When you're reacting, responding to an individual is you don't realize that you're creating that experience for them and you're creating that event for them. That's that's really cool. I, I think that's important um, to highlight. That's a really, really cool takeaway and something that you should think about, you know, that our interactions impact people you know, on a day-to-day basis, whether we think they, that they do or not. I think that's, that's really important. So what else can we expect from your presentation at convention? Um, as the keynote, our big time speaker um, during convention at our grand session, what more can we expect at convention? And then what will our attendees learn? I know we gave a really good teaser here, um, but what else um, can we expect? I think the big expectation is that you're going to walk away with something you can use immediately. I think that if I can, if I can set an expectation for myself and for, for anybody who's listening and going to attend is that you walk away with a skill set and something you can use immediately. I think that's one of the most amazing things about what I do is the speed to application. You can walk out of even a, a 90 minute or whatever time frame keynote, walk out and say, I could do that right now. And I think that's an amazing thing to say. I, I can start doing that immediately. So I think my big takeaway is you're going to walk away with this skill you can use immediately. Yeah. And in your personal and professional life, which I think is is super cool too. I always love kind of when those two overlap and, and you can get better all around in your life, not just maybe in one specific area. So I think that's really cool too. Um, any last bits of knowledge, a little nuggets you want to drop here for us um, when it comes to the R Factor mindset before we hear more from you um, at convention, but especially before we wrap up here today? Well, just remember, anything you hear from me or you learn from Focus 3, it's, it's a process. It's not immediate. Uh, all growth, whether personal or professional, is slow, small, and daily. Just remember that. It's like all growth, professionally and personally, is slow, small, and daily. If you commit to it, 
you can get better at anything in your life. No, that's great. Scott, let us know um, where we can find you. Um, obviously, we know we will find you at convention, but where else can we find you um, on the internet, online, um, anywhere else if our listeners want to get in touch with you? Either at focus3.com, focus3.com, or you can find me on LinkedIn and it's Scott Daly. So D-A-L-Y. Like I said, I'd love to hear from folks. I am constantly putting things out. My Monday morning SEALism, I usually think of one phrase that we've used in the SEAL teams. And I try to apply it to common common phrases. I Today was swim buddy. And that's why I brought that up. And it just kind of jumped out at me because the idea that we all need somebody in our life we can rely on. Sometimes your spouse is your swim buddy. Sometimes you have work swim buddies. Sometimes you have multiple. But the idea that someone relies on you and you rely on them and commit. Well, Scott, this is fantastic. What a great a little preview teaser um, into the big session coming up here in just a few weeks. Can't wait to have you. Can't wait to have you up there as a fellow Ohio guy. Always love when we have hometowners uh, joining us at convention. So can't wait to see you in September. Uh, we will make sure to be at your session again. It is at the Grand Session Monday afternoon, September 19th at 3.15 p.m. Make sure to be there. Hear more about Scott. Hear this R-Factor mindset in its full length. There is still so much that we could dive into. And I can't wait to hear your presentation. I, I'm a little spoiled because I heard a little bit with Scott um, when we first chatted a few weeks ago, but it is some good stuff. So make sure you guys are there to hear the full presentation because it's really great what you talk about, Scott. And thanks so much for joining me here today. Thank you so much. I hope, I hope to see everybody there. Yeah, we will be there. Um, to all of our listeners, thank you guys for tuning in. You can register for a convention right now by visiting ohiorealtors.org slash convention. See the full schedule, all the fun things we have going on and all the wonderful speakers like Scott that will be joining us. So make sure to do that if you haven't already. And we will talk to you guys next time. Thanks. Thank you for listening to The Real View. That wraps up today's episode. You can keep up with the latest on the podcast at ohiorealtors.org slash The Real View and on Apple or Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen. Have questions, comments, or suggestions? We want to hear from you. Email us at podcast at ohiorealtors.org. We'll see you next time. Hey, Ohio Realtors, register now for the fourth annual Broker Summit happening October 18th in Westerville, Ohio. Plus, make sure to join us for the all new Team Summit happening the day before the Broker Summit. That's right, two straight days of learning and networking just for you. Don't miss out on this important opportunity. Register today by visiting ohiorealtors.org.